1: Point five UMFM. This is Thank God. It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Elves and kicking things off for us tonight. Parisian act Halo Maud with Peshnapoika, the title track to a new EP. Uh, that just came out this week. Speaking of just coming out this week, out today, Christine Fellow's new album, Stuff We All Get. Earlier today, I spoke with her about the record that is coming up our conversation just after this next track uh, from another new record. Boy tons and tons of music still coming out even as we get towards the uh, the year end. uh no not a not a trickle still a deluge uh caitlin rose's new album is called kazimi we're gonna hear nobody's sweetheart keep it locked here on 101.5 umfm <laughs> well her new album is called stuff we all get it is officially out today christine fellows joins me on the line to talk about it welcome to the show christine
2: thank you michael it's so nice to to be invited on your show
1: well uh it's been a while since you you put out a record so it has been a while since we've formally talked uh talked music here uh i'm curious about kind of the the genesis of this record and when the songs on stuff we all get first started kind of coming together like was there was there one song that you'd written and that kind of pointed the direction towards this record or is this kind of one of those things where it's a a batch you wrote in one specific period of time
2: Uh, no actually I I take a long time to write maybe uh, maybe some might say too long (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so it it took you know it was it happened gradually over three years there's a lot of songs that get kicked off the island you know as you go along and then they start forming and and i was doing um a visual uh sort of uh, version of the songs alongside the process of writing which was really fun i hadn't done that before where i made like there's a stop motion video for each song and they both came at the same time. So it was, it was long. It just took a long time.
1: Did you visualize songs in the past? Like obviously like you didn't necessarily always marry song with image the way you've done on this record. But like, do you think in, in pictures in some sense when you're writing songs? Cause I know some people kind of like almost treated like soundtracks, right? Like that they've got some sort of imagery in their heads and they're trying to kind of like, present that in, in a sonic way is that is that kind of one of your ways
2: I guess so I'm always I'm one of them research people I love to research um and I do like making sort of themed work in some way making making uh, all the songs sort of center around a general idea but yeah visuals have always been more informally more like a I just kind of keep a scrapbook if I think of an image. It just, I don't know. It helps it helps me uh, get the words down for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. It's more so than, than you know, using text or other types of inspiration. Yeah, visuals mm. seem to, I don't know, do something.
1: You mentioned songs getting kicked off the island. Uh,
2: yeah, I know that's rude. I feel so, that's so Trumpy, but no. <laughs> I
1: I just was meaning in terms of like, is it because some of them didn't sort of fit like a thematic or like, you know, you, you, you made a, a a gesture of like enveloping. Was it ones that didn't fit that envelope?
2: Yeah. Or just, you kind of write yourself into a corner, you know, when you start painting the room and you're like, I know I'm doing this in a weird way and I probably should have started like cutting the edges first. And sometimes I start and then I paint myself into a corner and I'm just, I have to just scrap it but i over time i've got kind of you know i think maybe as as a writer it's just good to let things go they come back in some way like a little seed of an idea there's like the the tom Waits song where you know you keep little bits um you keep little bits of things around lying around and then you have them for later when you need them you know it's it's good to have scraps.
1: It's it's that drawer, the one drawer that has you know the the bibs and yes. bobs, and and you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, like I could use that piece yeah. for this this project. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, and I guess that's the thing about like any sort of like sonic idea is like you you could reincorporate it or, or find a purpose for it, right? Like even if it's just a melody that you're like, oh, you know what? This doesn't fit this line, but yeah. maybe eventually I can <laughs> I, I can use these you know this cadence.
2: Or just throw them in the garbage. Sometimes it's just, you just put it in the garbage and go, nobody had to see that. It was just for me. <laughs>
1: sure enough. You mentioned that you love research. Like, mm. Do you have kind of like a purpose-driven research? Like, are you kind of like, I want to look at this topic or, or this, you know, field and then start kind of burrowing down? Or is it kind of one of those things where you're just kind of like a generalist reader and then something catches your attention and you're like, I wanna know more about this, and then that suggests a path that you go down?
2: Yes, I, I think both of those things. Sometimes, you know, I work a lot in collaboration with other other artists and um, from lots of different disciplines. So they will come in with an idea and I'll write to that or, or you know, often it's just coming across something and it just hits you in that way. There's that little kind of flash you get from it, and you go, "Oh, I'm gonna put a bookmark in that." And then I ask my husband, who has um, a thousand books that are sitting, <laughs> books that are sitting behind me that that are great because they kind of um, they provide some sound insulation up here in the mm. studio. <laughs> but he'll always be. I'll say, "Hey, have you heard? Do you know anything about this?" And he'll just go run up to the bookshelf and he'll go oh, pull a book out for me. So, so he's kind of. Um, like a lot of the local librarian that just, you know, librarians, what would we do without them?
1: Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very pro library. And and you know, <laughs> public library but also having like a nice personal library that you can kind of draw on when the the library hours are not uh, working or, you know, the streets yeah. are impassable. Yes. <laughs> um you you mentioned that you know you were kind of working on the visuals to these songs in concert with the the songs. Did did that shape things differently than it would have normally in the past, like some of the, like, did some of the songs turn out differently because you were trying to marry image with them at, at the same time and, and not thinking about, you know, imagery down the line, but like at in concert.
2: Yeah. And you know what? Actually, it was weirdly it wasn't so much um, the images with the lyrics so much the images helped um, with things like rhythm. Mm. And accents and stuff like that, because I feel like that's the the uh, topography of the song, right, is is all of that, that that kind of the the accents that happen. So I feel like the the visuals and especially because they were moving. Um, I think of them like memory, you know, where when you're having like flash of memory and it goes by shush, shush, all these images and then one it pops up, you know, one is held for a second. You hold it for a second and then you let it go. And so it was like if that is describing the process and any sort of. Um,
1: yeah, I think it, it hints at kind of what was going on in your head at the, at the time that like especially because you you you're responsible for the percussion on this record.
2: Some... No, no, no. Not all of it, the, No? Okay, of it. so in the no. song
1: credits, I was looking on <laughs> on the Discogs entry, and it does have you listed under percussion, so I was thinking maybe you kind of set the, the pace or the tone for each song.
2: Well, I do. I do. I do um, set the... I do. But then I hand them off to um, my trusty pal, Jason Tate, who's like uh, over in his little studio <laughs> down right. the way there. And he goes and makes all... He's the one who formally like plays drums and makes things sound.
1: But you're, like you're, you're the, the metronome I'm the for metronome. each song though, right? Like you, know, Jace, I, Jason doesn't mad. have free reign to kind of like set the pace.
2: He does sometimes. Like, okay. He likes to speed things up. Drummers like to speed them up a little bit, you know, sometimes gradually as you go along, they're always like, no, I don't want to play with a click track. And you're like, man, maybe we should play with the click track. And they're like, no, no, I can do it. I can do it without a click track. No one can do it without a click track. We just speed up. We slow down. We do what we do.
1: Yeah. If you <laughs> look at people's kind of speech patterns and stuff, there's, you know, points at which you're running out of breath and you race towards the conclusion of a sentence and then you and then I'm now taking a better pace and starting on a slower note. Right. We, we all do that for sure. Yeah. There's a totally. lot of collaborators on this record it, it, over the last few years, obviously collaboration has presented some problems. Uh, did you have some like logistical things to sort out to, to make this work?
2: yeah so that was the kind of the hardest thing i think a lot of us felt i mean i certainly am not alone anybody that was trying to do something that involves the other humans which is basically everything (laughs) you know we are not living in a vacuum we this was underlined to us so um so what i did was because i got a um lots of arts funding to do this project, which I'm so grateful for, but they gave me enough money to be able to hire a lot of different artists. And so I just went, I went for it. I hired everybody. And so people, you know, some people have studio setups like I do at home where you can do some of your stuff at home and other folks like some of the Toronto folks, you know, I just, I know somebody that has a studio there and they would go in and do their part. And I had an arranger which makes it a lot easier with the string stuff. So instead of us coming together and and everybody making their parts themselves, I had someone write the parts for, for the strings especially, just because it makes it so hard to, to collaborate in that way across distance, mm. you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So yeah. The, enlisting an arranger, like how, yeah. what, what is the conversation like to convey what you want and then for them to then like step away and give the the notation or you know direction towards the string players like how do you how, what what are those conversations like
2: oh well usually what i do i work with a wonderful arrangement ranger who i've worked with quite a few times his name's ford pierre and he's also an amazing songwriter and and guitarist and like you know he's played in lots of punk bands over the years and he lives in vancouver and he he you know he knows my writing from a thousand years ago he knows my writing from when i first started writing so he's the best person to understand understand my way of songwriting and my whatever ideas but i also illustrate everything with demos so i give him things and i'll have played you know part ideas for parts on different instruments like melodica or or on the you know i'll be or sing it i'll sing the part And um, and then he kind of organizes it and makes it better or wilder or just sometimes he just goes off and does some other thing that I would have never thought of. Because, you know, yeah. And the string players always get a kick out of playing his parts because they're, they're wild. <laughs> mm.
1: I, I suppose that's a fun thing to be challenged, and you know, as an artist. Yes, for, for they the like that players.
2: myself when someone <laughs> hands me something that's really hard and I have to practice for a really long time I get pretty bummed out but <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll do the work. Why not?
1: Sure enough. <laughs> the the thematic elements of of this album, like did you find that you were kind of circling around like one central idea on on all of the different songs? Like do you feel that there's sort of like something at the heart of all of these songs that, that, that brings them together or or was it kind of like I'm exploring a bunch of different things, but it's it's encapsulating this this time in my life and in the world.
2: Yeah, well you can't help but do that, right? Like whether or not it's intentional, you're gonna write where you're at. And that's sort of the beautiful thing, and that's always, you know, been my philosophy of writing is write right where you're at and like where where am I, what is here? That's you know the first front and center um, thing that you know writing is sort of the linchpin for me is that idea and so yeah i was just writing what was right in front of me because that's all we had right <laughs> it was right right in front of me and and so many of those things are like thinking about how we're all in this together how we're all this is the first time in in my life where i've really seen that everyone understands this is stuff we all get right for the first time ever because through you know economic disparity and where you live and what you're all these different kinds of factors suddenly we had this one thing in common right it was a very powerful idea to me
1: Do you discover things about yourself in your own songwriting? Like, do you ever surprise yourself with, like, <laughs> examining yourself through song?
2: I guess so. Don't we all? Or just mostly embarrass myself. I'm like, oh, why did I have to say that? But then you just, yes, at it. So whatever. It's out there. I don't care anymore. Yeah. No. Yes, yeah, so surely. I think that's part of, like, the fun is, is discovering something that you didn't something that you didn't know that you felt or thought or observed even you know that it got in there it got in there somehow how to it get in there it's cool
1: does that do you, do you find that that process happens in, in reflecting on other people's art as well like like not just your own songwriting and having to kind of like edit yourself but that like th- through other people you discover something about yourself in their work yeah don't you yes, Don't you feel that absolutely. way
2: yeah it's like sometimes yeah you, you hit upon something and you know i think of like i was just listening to uh vic chestnut yesterday um do you know vic chestnut at all yeah yeah i remember
1: this? he played the folk fest years ago yeah i saw him he, like 93 it,
2: 1993 oh God, is which really that
1: long ago okay
2: well he may have come back after that he may <laughs> it's have come it's back. I
1: think he, it's entirely likely i find out records that i like was like oh that's a That's a new record, it's 10 years old now, you know?
2: Totally, totally, but I was listening to his, he has this song called Guilty by Association, and it's it's off, uh, I think, About to Choke, one of the earlier records, so it's in the 90s, right? It's a nine piece, but that song is so, like, listening to it today is a completely different experience than listening to it at the time. Like, Mm. it's taken on, it has, it brings up all these, all these things, in me that I yeah I'm just so surprised that yeah you can be writing from the past and then it suddenly in the moment it becomes wow it's uh, got a whole new meaning or resonance
1: yeah there's kind of a time capsule nature to artistic works right that like you know you, you put it away but how it when it's discovered and like its resonance later on can be like vastly different
2: Well, and it's just amazing. Like for me, I'm because of the, I come from popular tradition of music. Um, Reading music hasn't really been a big part of my practice, but I've been doing that over the pandemic. I've been learning Bach um, and learning, teaching myself to read again, which has been very, like, it was in there. I did it at some point in my life, but I hadn't practiced. But reading, like finding those pieces, reading them out of those little, the black dots on the page. And then suddenly you're like. This is, was written by this guy and hundreds of years ago, and here it is. I'm playing it right now at this moment in time. It just, I I don't know stuff like that. I just think it's totally amazing.
1: Do you do you have experiences like that with your own work? Like, do you revisit any of your older songs and think, oh, Not who was I? Got I to no, play a show. no, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and some of them, I'm like, I don't remember what tuning that was in, so I'm like. Yeah, it's it's bad. I do a thing where I write in different tunings when I play on string instruments and then it causes a problem because you look at the th- thing and are like, I don't know. I don't know I, where the things were and you got to goof around. Oh, it's so frustrating.
1: Isn't that life though? <laughs> like sorting out where you were and how you, yes. how you go back there?
2: Yeah, where would I put that thing? The whole, like, isn't it 90% of our lives are looking for the thing you lost?
1: Sure enough. Uh, speaking of things we lost, you have a tribute to Dave Barber on the record.
2: I do. Oh, my God. And it's pretty much like him. right at the
1: heart of the record, right? Like in the middle.
2: Right in the middle. Well, isn't that where he was in our city?
1: Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. He was a very central figure for sure.
2: Yeah, I, pick, I picked that song for him um, because, I mean, it's not a terrific song. It's so goofy. It's basically a children's song.
1: But I that's, I mean, Barber was goofy too, right? I mean...
2: He was. Well, he picked that. I made a little video. It was one of the first videos I made for that song, uh, just on my phone. Like I taped my phone to a mic stand and just shot this really rudimentary video. And he programmed it. He saw it somewhere and programmed it for something at Cinematheque. And uh, which I just was so touched by because I just it's so ridiculous and silly and just that he was always paying attention he was paying attention and i keep hearing this from filmmakers and artists everyone had an interaction where dave was just paying attention to all of us he was like in he was just yeah such a beautiful generous guy and the last time i saw him uh, i was out walking my neighbor's dog because my dog had just died And I was super sad, and I asked my neighbor if I could walk her dog, which is so depressing and pathetic. Um, It's totally lovely that your neighbor (laughs) let
1: you do that, that they understood the...
2: (laughs) Yeah, I need to walk a dog. And uh, I ran into Dave Barber on the street um, in, uh, like on Grosvenor, and he was telling me how he'd started walking recently for his health. And uh, he loved walking in this neighborhood because he grew up here. And he has all these, like every time he walks around and all you know, there's the big oak trees and, and he, he's just like, it's just, I have such good memories of my childhood here. I love walking around here. And I just thought, oh my God, that is so beautiful. Just Dave walking around in the neighborhood, having a good time. Like what's better than that?
1: It's a good question. That's, I mean, reflect, <laughs> being a reflective walker, I think is a, is a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go Christine, I want to get you to pick a track off of the record that we can play for listeners. Uh, and if you have oh. a reason why you're picking it or an anecdote about it, we'd love to hear that.
2: Oh, oh god. Um, uh, uh what about what? I don't know. I just any of them. Like do you need it just got to be short?
1: It's whatever <laughs> you want. This is I know it's 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 the like question that seems to stymie the artist the most. <laughs>
2: I hate them all. They're all awful. Um, you pay, play the last song because it's super short. Time. Yeah, time. Is it, it is it
1: coincidental that it's the super short song?
2: Yeah, it's not coinc. I just was like, oh, just get it done. Just rip off the band aid. There's fellows squawking away for two minutes and that's it. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was the last song I wrote on the of the bunch the last one and it's just short and whatever it's got christine bougie on there playing uh lap steel guitar she's a wonderful um artist from toronto i love her so much i kind of wrote it for her actually to play on
1: <laughs> do you do do you do that do you have like kind of artists in mind when you're designing oh, I songs do. yeah
2: oh yeah oh yeah you're like i want to write one for that that person for sure
1: is that like, do you hear some other artists and think, oh, I, I have a song for them? Like, like is that <laughs> is that kind of the listener you are?
2: Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes I would say, but sometimes I'm just more happy to listen to their thing than making a my whatever I have to say, which is like the same five things I've been saying for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to each other. That's the whole thing. Be That's... nice to each other. Stuff, all I got.
1: stuff we all get. That's yeah. the album. Uh, it's out today. Christine, thanks very much for taking some time to talk about it.
2: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. Right before the break, her selection from the album Stuff We All Get, Christine Fellows with Time. That album is out today. Uh, I've linked to the album in the show notes, so if you want to uh, track down a copy of it, by all means, I strongly encourage you to do so. Strongly encourage you to keep listening too. we Got All Sorts of Great New Music. Nadine Khoury uh, released a record this week called Another Life, uh, produced by John Parrish. And boy really taken with that. Uh, I've got something from Jillian Stone's EP Spirit Photographs, a pretty haunting track called Solitude. Uh, we've got stuff from Elizabeth Moen, Grace Marr, and more. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
3: The broken light carries me home On your dusty balcony highway. The broken light falls like A drape over the city half asleep The broken light it carries me Seeps through the years in the trees The tangled wires and the jazz The broken light knows everything It knows all about defeat It touches all that's happening Disappearing through these dirty streets Through the dust and the ash and the crow
4: safe here with me You can let it all out I'm listening And they didn't mean it And you didn't know But it's over now You can let go And let your heart the
1: Back here on Thank God it's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. Right before the break, Mary Halverson with Side Effect, one of my favorite off of her new album Amaryllis, that's out on None Such. Uh, Elizabeth Moen with Soft Serve from Wherever You Aren't. Grace Marr with a live version of her song Self Care. And we started that set off with Gillian Stone's Solitude from Spirit Photographs, a great, great EP. Uh, even shorter than an EP, a single track. That's all there is from our next artist. Hanakiv is an Estonian-born and uh, London-raised artist who uh, collaborated with Alabaster DePlume, Plume, uh, who I've played here on the show, uh, with a new song called No Words Left. It's her first for Gwendoana Records, which is a fantastic label. We've played Jasmine Myra uh, and Matthew Halsall's contributions to that label. We've got a new single from Laith Ross, something from Iso Fitzroy, No Stranger to This Show. Uh, Tisa Rahim out of the West Coast and Haley Wallace also from the West Coast. we got Eddie Oasis, and we're going to close things off with a new one from True Thoughts Records, uh, Carolina's All Rivers featuring Amir Bressler, a great Israeli trumpeter who uh, I'm a fan of. So uh, keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM, After Eight Radio coming up after this.
5: more to give last time running ragged from the dangers of my skin but if I go to church and bow my head then at least I'll be spared father will you hold out hope for me yet I'm numb I'm cut off from the neck But I'll creep down the aisle looking for the exit Will you still keep the light on even when I confess? Will you wait for me even if I take years? Bottom of hell, in search of a lover to lay myself bare. But I roared until my tears ran dry, and my body was overwhelmed. Silence sweeps the benefit.
6: the love is blind waiting to find you but all i do was run and hide but when i think of you i finally become alive a lot of pain in the things i've said but you never really care so i sang instead but in time we we'll find these are the gifts you get when the caterpillar rises the wings will spread now i'm free to be a queen and explore my truth the more i love the more i do but i was ignore my views a new self is born transformed and grew the shores i knew was ahead I'm living and laughing, I'm ready to fly, I know my